call it love i watch probably i can count on one hand how many um present what am i saying real time k dramas i watch it's very difficult for me to watch k dramas when they're airing or soon after they wrap up i don't know just i like my k dramas to get get age on them like wine i want my k drama to uh ferment because much like kimchi it's better when you allow it to sit for a little while i do not know why but i decided that i am going to attempt to look at a present day drama for better or worse i am diving into call it love now let's see what my first impression is our male lead is kim young kwan and his name in the drama is han dong chin i'm so happy that i'm back to a k-drama maybe i just wanted to watch it so i can pronounce the names in an accent i can do i don't know guys second male lead is Lee sung kyun and in the show her name is shim uju and our second male lead is sung chun and in the drama his name is yun chun and our director is e kang yun and she is a 36 year old female so this is how the story goes uju's uju's father is a cheating absentee father he cheated on her mom back in the day with a side piece that apparently must have known her mom or something like that and um he got caught and um he goes away and he is absentee her and her siblings and her mom they have to make it somehow and her mom I don't know if her mom dies or something, but the siblings are all living together at this point. Nevertheless, when he dies, um, she makes a promise to herself that that's going to be the only time she sees him again when he is dead. And she goes, but she doesn't go in the traditional respectful funeral garb that's understated, that's black, that's, you know, conservative. She goes and she puts on a leopard print whore's dress where it's only long enough to cover your ass. And I mean, only your ass. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Sunkin, her legs are long anyway. She seems tall, like real life tall. She seems like she's actually tall. So when she wears a short dress, it seems more short than it would on like Park Boyang because she's tiny. Um, so. She walks into this funeral and she's turning heads because, come on now, you're at a Korean funeral with a, a horse dress on. Come on now. Um, not only that, you're there with the stepmother or it's not even a stepmother. It's your dad's wife, baby, at that point. And you hate her. She hates you. And you in there and you kind of causing the scene. And the lady, you know, the the dad's wife comes and talks to her and basically tells her kick rocks don't nobody like you i don't give a damn if you don't like me leave you know like that and so <laughs> she leaves and um 
Sung Chun, he he comes and he, you know, kind of asks her what is she thinking by doing all that. But, you know, he's kind of stopped at his tracks because she's crying and I guess we're supposed to feel something for her. I don't feel anything for her. And it's not that I don't like her or that I don't understand what they're trying to do. But this damn drama is melancholy. Jeez. Um... Dong Chun is her, or Dong Chin is her, I don't even know if you can call this a stepbrother, but it's the woman who cheated on her husband. It's the woman that her dad ended up with. The woman her dad was cheating with, they ended up getting married, her son. And so, um, these are the two that's going to be the love interest. And I'm trying to figure this out because I'm like, wait a minute, y'all now. Thailand is the one that does the whole step-sibling thing, okay? Korea, y'all kind of touching new waters or whatever. And I ain't mad about it, I'm just saying. So, um, <laughs> Dong Chin, he is a business owner and he is struggling. But somehow, some way... He's not struggling anymore. And um, so um, he is able to hire, I guess. And she goes and she works at his company. And that's kind of the end of where I ended up. Um, Wu Chu, she is that somber, depressive person who in the very beginning episode, she's at a, you know, one of those Korean little joints where you go get soju and freaking you know kimbap and they're in there and they're eating and drinking and he's like wow you really shouldn't eat so much salt and drink freaking soju all day and she's like what's the point because this is what i want to do and she just has zero affect her her tone is monotone she seems like she wants to hurdle herself off a building yet when her little or her older sister is rolled up on by the girlfriend of the guy she's been seeing for 10 years if she didn't know had a girlfriend which is like okay girl whatever but anyway that female is not happy so she rolls up on her but you know when the sister gets there who is Uju. She's like, you know, her her heart's too kind. She didn't know. Come find me if it happens again. And trust me, I'm not like her. I am not nice, you know. And that could have been okay if she had a personality. Uh Wuju is carrying the weight of all the planets on her shoulders. It's very hard to connect to her because um it just seems like everything about this drama spells tragedy. You know, like we know you and nobody does a fucked up family background than Korea because they know how to make your shit. They know how to make you commit suicide in Korea, which you would think that with their suicide rates so high, they wouldn't constantly make dramas that remind you that, hey, the Han's over there for you to jump into. Like, really? So she's very depressive. She just has no affect. It's hard to describe her. Her hair is long, it's length. She's got some bangs or something. And, you know, she, she doesn't dress, you know, she this is not one of those dramas where you know you're watching it for the high drama like okay what's the show now we're about to break up or something there's gonna be none of that this girl gonna be dressing like dong jean would dress in college or something she dresses like a college guy you know and 
Um, and there's nothing wrong with that if that is her style. But it's just like, okay, y'all or or you guys asking me to identify with her so that she can fall in love with Dong Jin, which is not any better. His affect is very depressive. He, you know, he's sitting in a restaurant and the restaurant owner um, accuses him of not paying for something, you know, that he ate. And Wu Ju, she rescues him and says, yes, he did check your receipts and she has them. So, you know, Wu Ju, she has some righteousness and all that stuff. But, you know, some people enjoy melancholy. I don't. So it's like, okay, well, I don't know why are you watching this. I'm watching this because I am trying to give this drama a chance. And my theory is, man, if in three years this is going to be good, then maybe it's good now. You know, let me try it now. And if it isn't now, I will have at least half of not half but i will have a real live current example of why i don't really watch a lot of current day k-dramas because of this um the main leads have the same personality it's too dark and too drab and too morose so but i will say this this is uh, this is a, a, a positive, not even I, I don't like to think in positive or negative because baby, it's not always down to that. It is what it is sometimes. And that's just that um, the male lead is cute. He has a good look and I would definitely like to see him expressing his love to someone. So I do have a level of anticipation for that. And I think that's probably the only thing I have to look forward to with that because everything else about the drama just seems like it's gonna be like uh you know um it's not even I don't really prefer slice of life but this isn't even slice of life this is like tragedy you know just depression and I'm just not sure where that fits into the entertainment <laughs> bubble or something but this is my first impression after watching the first episode of Call It Love. I hope that it picks up. If it picks up, perfect. I would love to be able to report that, yes, the romance was there. If love is in the title, I should not have to check your tags to make sure that I'm watching it in the right vein because love equals relationship, right? Or romance or no. Maybe they mean like, they're going to be a good brother and sister. But I mean, the way they're looking at each other on this thing and his arm is, you know, maybe not around her, but behind her, you know. But again, if you look at the poster for this drama, it looks like they're moving in for a kiss. But if you inspect it even longer, that's pretty much the emotional output you get from these two the whole time, except they're not giving anybody eye contact. So, yeah, but call it love. I don't know what I'm gonna call this at the end, but hopefully you will come and tune in so you can see whether I was able to survive this drama or not. One last thing. I love being able to share my recaps of these dramas. It really gives me a very special jolt of dopamine to be able to share 
what I experience with these dramas. It also excites me to be able to share my stories with you. And if you consult the show notes, you will see how you can get your hands on my stories. And if there is one thing that I can absolutely promise you, it's A, you will get the love, number one. And number two, I ain't going to take all day to do it. Meaning, I think that brevity is a gift that very few people can give. I think I have the ability to give you the gift of brevity. And what is this gift of brevity you talk about? Well, brevity is my uh, way of thinking about stories. I think that only the good parts need to be told. We don't need none of that other stuff because not only today, but y- even yesterday and yesterday's age, we do not have all day for you to tell me in 900 pages what you could have told me in 200. So that's the perspective I take when I write my stories. I don't take all day to do it. I get right on in there and I get out. So If you would like to hear my stories in podcast format, episode by episode, season by season, and at times book by book, please tune in to my podcast where I share my audio stories. Again, it'll be in the show notes. And until then, I will talk to you in the next drama.